Psalm 95. Hallelujah. It says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. Everything that this psalm is saying, we must do it as we start to start the worship tonight. We must sing with joy to the Lord. We must shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. We must come before him with thanksgiving, a heart of thanksgiving. He's done so much for us since we started this convention. And extol him with music and song. Those of you on the piano, we must extol him with music and song. For the Lord is great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands, in his hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belongs to him. That talks about the supremacy of the Lord. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. We must reverence God in this meeting today. Let us kneel. You can kneel down if you have the grace to do that. You can kneel. The Lord understands. Say, so let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God. We must reverence Him by giving Him the full attention and the full respect in this meeting tonight. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture. What a privilege God has given to us. He's our God. And we are the people of his pasture. He said the flock under his care. And guess what he wants from us today. He said today, if you hear his voice, the voice of God has been speaking right from the time that we declare this meeting. And people have been leading prayers. The voice of God has spoken. And when the, man, when the choir comes to sing, the voice of God continues to speak. And when the man of God comes on the pulpit, the voice of God continues to sing. And he said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. One of the people that led prayer talks about the stony heart being turned into flesh. And I pray the same thing today. When you hear, when such people hear the voice of God today, do not harden your hearts. As, and so on and so forth. And that is what I just want to say to us this, morning, uh, this evening. If we hear his voice, maybe... From the prayers that have been, we have prayed, from the sermon, from the worship, may we not harden our hearts in the name of Jesus. I want to celebrate God tonight. What a privilege! What a great honor! To hear the voice of your maker. His voice shall be clearer to you. When I was praying for you at the early morning, I told the Lord in the uh, all night, all, all things are possible. The God who appeared unto Moses appeared unto Solomon in dream. To Moses is appeared physically. And when the Lord told me that I should pray this prayer for you, which I led. And the Lord began to tell me this by His Spirit. Because everything we do will be by His Spirit. This church has come to the place that we have gone beyond the breaking point. The breaking point is a place where God breaks you and takes over. So that you may intend to do something, but He will obstruct you and compel you to do what He wants. 
every one of us in Christ with Tabernacle Global. From this year, we are under compulsion to fulfill the mandate and the voice of heaven. And the Lord told me, and I was praying by the Spirit. God appeared to Moses face to face on Mount Sinai. He appeared to him on Mount Zion. He appeared to Solomon on the dream. He appeared to Apostle Williams several times. Visions, dreams, visions of heaven. And it's your turn. <laughs> if there's anything I wish for you more, my wish has been granted. It's your turn. You will encounter your maker. You will encounter your maker. You will encounter your maker. You will encounter your lover. You will encounter your maker. His name is Jesus. Your testimony will change when you see him. You have gone beyond the breaking point. You will soar on wings like eagle. If you will agree with me prophetically, God said something yesterday. Continue to repeat the same thing. He says, who can determine the path of the wind when the Lord sends him an errand? Who is he and what is the power that can stop the wind when the Lord sends him on an errand? After all, the Lord himself rides on the wind when he moves. He sends him into the midst of the ocean and the ocean will roar as big as it is. Let me say this to you. From this hour, God carries you by his wind. And wherever he says to go, you are compelled to go. Whatever he says you do, you are compelled to do. Whatever he assigned to achieve, you are compelled to achieve. No power, 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 no power can stop you any longer. The days of procrastination is over. He said, did I say to Jacob, seek me for nothing? This house publicly has been seeking God for 342 days. It's not for nothing. It pays you well. If I don't exhort you today, exhortation I want to say have been spoken by the choir. Take your seats for a few minutes. Let me just give you insight. Maybe tomorrow we'll carry on in the exhortation. If you look at all the songs the choirs were singing, when the choir was singing, of course, you may not have the understanding, but all the songs they sang. Look, what is your first song? Some may trust in horses, some may trust in chariots, some may trust in horses, but we will trust in the name. You know the scripture? And the Lord gave him a name that is above all names. That what? Every nation what? What's your second song? Pulling down stronghold. And the third song? Water, water he turns into wine. The God of wonders. What he calls substance is what the substance is. Even in the physical, if the substance is different. They went to said, wine ran out. And the mother said to them, whatever he tells you, do. Watch it. Jesus said, where is the drums? Oh, it's over there. Fill the drum to capacity with water. 
I'm sure that if these people who sell wine, who taste wine, was there, they would say, what did you just say? To fill the drum empty, the wine drum with water, okay, maybe you want to replace the wine and give them water. When they filled it, they came back to him. He said, draw the wine. He didn't pray to it. He said, fill it with water. When they filled it with water, he said, draw the wine. And when they got to the water, it was the best wine ever produced. Speak like that from today. His word is his act. Draw the wine. It was water. This is what the Lord God of heaven told me to share with you today. And we'll do this now for another 10 minutes. Who is Jesus, by the way? That is what we are looking at. Who is this Jesus? Look at John 1, 3. He is God in the flesh. Write that down. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Capital letter, God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that had been made. I want to underline the word nothing. So if you see anything created, it's through Christ. Whether spirits, whether dominions, whether throne, anything created, it was through Christ. Whether angels, whether men. Understand, I love those. I thank God for those who wrote Bible. They said in the beginning was the word, capital letter word. That is word personified. And it says the word was with God. But the word was God himself. And it says he was with God in the beginning. By him all things were made. Nothing was made without him. Then in verse 14 it says the word became flesh. Entered into Mary. And made his dwelling among us. The word God became flesh. Entered into the womb of mortal man. And was born. And he says. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one, one and only. Who came from the father. And I love this. Full of what? Grace. Who was he talking about? Jesus. Because he said, this word, we behold him. We, we saw him. We knew him. We walked with him. This is John speaking. That is the disciple who sleeps at the bosom of Jesus Christ. He was our friend. He talked with us. He trained us. He raised us. This word. God. But in flesh. We call him the son of God. 
but he is God in the flesh. But what I want to note also before we move away from this is this. He came from the Father, which is God the Father. He is full of grace and he is full of truth. Now let me say this to you. Anything that is not graceful is not your portion. No, no, it's not your portion. Because from where did you get it? The one whom you have received is full of grace. And is full of truth. So anything contrary to what he has is not your portion. You have to learn how to take authority over what is not yours. If anybody took a stolen good and brought it to your house, you will chase them out and call the police to arrest them, won't you? They want to dump it in front of your house. You will fight with all your heart. Because if they dump it in front of your house and the police come and it's in front of your house, you are the first suspect. Isn't it? Nobody can go and take a pool from outside and bring it to a new house that you have just built saying that we want to come and dump this in that house. Let me say this to you. Whatever is contrary to grace, you must take your stand against it. Whatever is contrary to truth, if anybody try to introduce it to you, you must vehemently stand against it. That's the reason why the second one there is no curse in Jesus. John 1, 16 and 17. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, so are curses. But grace and truth, truth came through Jesus. The Bible is repeating itself again and again as a revalidation of the original stuff we was talking about. You will never see the Bible contradict itself. It says the law was given by Moses and curses arise because of the law. But in Jesus is grace and truth. That's not what the area I'm going to today, but I want you to know, write it down. There is no curse in Jesus. And so, if anybody who has accepted Jesus felt that he is cursed, from where do you get it? Send it back to the sender. It doesn't belong to you. It is not your article. It is not part of what Jesus has. No, 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 no. In you find grace. In Christ, you find truth. And when the grace reaches the peak, you receive blessing and blessing and blessing and blessing and blessing and blessing. Not curses, impossible. In this house right now, we are in the church and we are enjoying ourselves in God. Let me help you know this. You will not see a masquerade here. You will not see a magician stand up here and start to perform magic. It's impossible. If a magician is hearing me anywhere in the world and he thinks what I'm saying is is not correct, you come and touch the door of my church. Not enter. Touch the gate of Christ's tabernacle and the one who sent me will tell you that what I said is true. Huh? That is the reason why, as a believer, you can enter any shrine and the demons will take to flight. You don't need to pray, you don't need to cast them out. Leave them there. When you enter, you carry God inside you. They will take to their heels. And we have done that a lot in this house. In various nations. There is no curse in Jesus. 
I don't know why some Christians believe that they are going about looking for someone to help them out of curses. Go give it back to the one who gave it to you if you really had it. From the day you are born again, the Bible says you are a new creature. A new species that never existed. Another one says you are a new creation. In other words, you have been enlisted into the family of God. Your umbilical cord has changed from the earth back to God. Are we together? So there is no curse in him. What about if people push curse on you? It cannot work. Therefore, a Christian cannot because, because why? From the fullness of the grace of Jesus, we have all received one blessing to another. Hallelujah. If you were in the uh, 21st century leadership today, you, just, you discover that I spoke to you about discipline. When God disciplines you from the book of Peter. Sometimes people take discipline of God to curse. Especially those who are ignorant. As believers, we must be disciplined by the Father. But when we are disciplined, we gain experience. Hallelujah. But to say that you're under a curse is a lie. It will never happen to you. So you have known God in the flesh, that is Jesus. There is no curse in him. So those who have him should not have it. Number three. Jesus, who is Jesus is what we are looking at. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. It says, he is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. Because through him, they were all created. Who is Jesus? Is what we are looking at. Why should I look at who is Jesus today? Your true knowledge is power. Half knowledge is failure. No knowledge is misery. So, Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. <clears throat> Number four, who is Jesus? All things were created by him. The creator of all things. Write it down. He is the creator of all things. Of course, we read that in the book of John. But look at Colossians as well. Chapter 1, verse 16. For by Jesus, all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority, all things were created by him and for him. Listen to me now. So, that is the reason why those of you who have him, you have the power to pronounce things and new things shall be created. Because the one who created all things lives inside you. So when you speak in the authority of the one who created all things, the original authority of creation is where you enter. So we tell the blind be healed and then a new sight appeared. We tell the cripple walk and then something happened. Dead legs sprang up and began to run. I remember our last crusade in Benin Republic. A woman was afflicted in Benin Republic by voodoo. And that woman bent over like this. I think for 30 years or so, she walked like that. She is a Christian. Why did voodoo affect her? 
The Bible says my people are destroyed from what? Lack of knowledge. I teached that today when I was talking about, you know, governance. When I was talking about, you know, you know the higher power leadership. Or 21st century leadership. If the truth that you are given is false, how many years can you build on falsehood and get the truth? All your life you can get it. You won't get it. When we are talking about inclusivity as a power towards creativity. And when we are talking about the, the attributes of authentic leadership. When we talked about maximizing relationship. If you, are not, if you are not privy to it, go get it. And we look into the scripture. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrew, be at peace with all men. That is relationship. Which is just the same attribute that intellectual just discovered. And if you are a Christian that they teach you to hate people, how will you be successful? That's why they are bamboos with failures. If you are a Christian, you are taught to fear people. How will you succeed in life? Everybody that should help you succeed, you fear them, you suspect them. You remain in your own island. Listen to me. You wake in fear, you sleep in fear. If you are a church like that, get out from that place. It is hell, not church. The Bible says you will know Jesus, the truth, and the truth will always what? Set man free, not enslave man. Not bind man. For therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8 from verse 1. For in Christ Jesus, the spirit of life has just set us free from the... the for, for therefore there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, the spirit of, 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 uh, the, the, the spirit of life has set us free from, this, the, from the spirit of death. So therefore, if you are a Christian, you are free. So if you were taught that you are bound, the light to you. Yes, the law of spirit of life sets us free from the law of sin and death. What the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by flesh, Jesus did by the cross. Therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Why should you believe a different doctrine? You have been deluded by Satan, Lucifer, who is the one who arrests people through false, false teaching and false doctrine. Hey, so we agree. He is the creator of all things. And, by it, and all things we have, are created for him, including Satan and demons. Number five. He is before all things. He has no beginning. Colossians 1.17 He is before all things and in him all things hold together. This one, if Jesus released his hand, everybody will fall into space. They will just be falling. <laughs> Every human being, everything, the sea, the ocean, everything will be falling free for. He holds the whole world together. Can you imagine that? That God who holds the whole world together lives inside you and I. What should I be afraid of? No wonder. David saw it afar and said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And then he began to talk about when the enemy came around him. He taught the bear. He taught the lion. Because of this knowledge of Jesus, 
which did not live in him, though is his savior, who now lives in you and I. Don't let anybody make you, make you a mediocre any longer in your life. Any gospel different from what I'm saying, don't believe it. This is the real word of God. I don't preach what I don't do. You don't see apostle with bodyguard. Did you see me? When we are doing crusade in, in, uh, in uh, Jebulan, uh, you know, confronting voodoo people and stuff like that. We, I will finish my crusade at 11, after 11, midnight. And I will tell my crew, let's go to the other town where we live. And they said to me, oh, armed robbers are always along the bush. There is a particular road that connects uh, uh, Ogiri to Sagamu. We are living in Sagamu. We are doing crusade in Ogiri. And they ha- there are some homes there. And it is bush. And armed robbers always rob people at that spot. And they told me, the first said to me, Apostle, finish your message on time so that we can go home. You, you understand. <laughs> I will. I will finish my message on time. And that time is Holy Ghost. So when I finish ministering to people, preaching, I begin to minister to them for healing. And after I will not leave until all my staff have cleared the whole place. Why should I leave them in darkness and go and sleep when they are still packing things? They will pack it before my eyes. So if anybody tried to terrorize them, I will terrorize them. I will drive. I said to them, they said we should go through the expressway. I said, that expressway, do robbers not rob there? They said they do. I said, so which one can we go to? We should fly. <laughs> if I believe what you are saying, and I decided not to go through the shortcut, and I went through the expressway. What about that day? If that is where the devil sent them. I said, so our protection is in God. Some said, get a police who has armed. I have known the truth in Nigeria enough. That the police who have arms only collect your money. When, when thieves come to your house, they will tell the thief, sorry, that is his room. Just do me well. That's what police will tell the, 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 the thief. Because he doesn't want to die because of just a man. Can you imagine? You put the bars around your house. Those who will rob, they will come and tell you that we are here. Open the door. Open it peacefully. Hello, but I know a man. Who some soldiers went to and said, man of God, come down, you're under arrest. He said, if I'm a man of God, let fire consume you. And they were taken out straight away. That is my God. That is my God. You know the reason why believers are intimidated? Because you don't know who you carry. You don't know who is inside you. You cannot drop dead unless he says die. Neither can you live one minute if he says it's enough. Why don't you trust him? Why don't you trust him? When a minister of God is using the money of God to hire bodyguards, the Lord told me he will withdraw his angels. Who should want to go to heaven quick if not the preacher of righteousness? Have you seen the Paul when he said that I'm afraid of death? Have you seen that? Really he was looking for death and death was running from him because of the one he carries inside him. He controls death. He controls life. He's before all things. Number five. Correct? And in him, all things hold together. Number six. He is the head of the church. He is the head of the church. He is your head. He is my head. So, this head is Jesus Christ. 
So if Jesus is my head, I am wired to the brain of Jesus Christ. That is the reason why choir today, all my message, you have sung it. Because you are all wired to the brain of Jesus Christ. He made you sing those songs that he told me. I've written this message now since yesterday. That is what I wanted to preach yesterday when he took me to another realm. And he said to me, now preach it today. But before I came, I heard the choir singing everything I want to say. But I don't understand. Some may not understand that when the choir are singing, it is God that is speaking. And I've told you, when you sing, sing with your heart. When you pray, pray with your heart. When you read the Bible, read with your heart. Whatever you do, do it all your heart. Colossians 3.23 is part of what we looked at today as one of the derivatives of intellectuals when it comes to authentic leadership. Someone who follows purpose with his heart. That is an authentic leader. He will but succeed. Demons can't stop him. I'm even fed up of all this demon stuff in church. People in the world are succeeding. Christians are bankrupt and they are saying that demons are the ones making you not to, be to succeed. Eli, you did not read the Bible to understand principles to succeed. The people in that world, they read the Bible, they understand the principles. They don't know Jesus, but they follow the principles and it works for them. The time has come for God's people to follow that principle. It is of God. A little sleep, the Bible says. A little slumber. A little folding of arms and poverty will jump upon you like arm rubber. That's what the Bible says in Proverbs 6. Now let me help you this. Number seven. Jesus is the head of the church. Look, let me read. I won't give you scriptures for that. That's Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. He says, and he is the head of the church, of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything he might have what? Supremacy. He might be the supreme. You know, when the Lord was speaking to me prophetically, I was hearing him as you are hearing him too. And he said to me that where I send the wind, anywhere I send the wind, nothing can stop him. I, and then he said, when I send the wind to the, to the ocean, it's, 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 the ocean will roar. As big as the ocean is, a wind will enter into it, you see everything roaring. You know, if he sends it to the mountain, it will blast the mountains. He, he carries anything along his path or put them. No wonder God rides on the wind. <laughs> who is the wind he makes his angels as wind listen to me Jesus is the supreme over everyone I have just one more to tell you two, two more verses we'll finish that give me just three minutes and that'll be over number seven Jesus is the only connection to God there is no religion that goes to heaven no religion if anybody believes it, you only be, you believe a lie. It's like a man who said he believes that he's a woman. He just believes a lie. Because when you were born, you were registered as a gender. You may decide to change it, but that's not how you were born. The truth is that what you are is what you are born with. Anything different from that is what you adopt. It's your decision, not the decision of the one who created you. He is the only connection. Colossians chapter 1 verse 19 to 20. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. Look at this. All the fullness of God dwell in the world which is God himself. Which came out of God. And through him he will reconcile all things. He is the only connector from heaven. From earth to heaven. Whether things on earth. 
of things in heaven by making peace through the blood shed on the cross. No connection to heaven from the earth except through the blood of Jesus that was shed. Somebody say amen. Who is Jesus? That's what we are looking at. I think sometimes I may teach you about who is Jesus from Quran and bring the Quran and just read those, those things to you. Those things are found by Quran too. It says in Surah 55, verse 66, that Jesus will be the sign of the end of the time. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. It's written there, black and white. And those who do not believe him will condemn to hell. It's written there. My grandfather was a chief imam. Up to today in Abulifo, the imamship is from my tribe. My cousins are the one there. Since my grandfather died more than 60 years ago. Don't be deceived. Colossians chapter 1 verse 19 and 20. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile himself. uh, to, To reconcile to himself all things. Whether things on earth. Things in heaven. By making peace through the blood of the lamb. Heaven benefited and earth benefited. Look further. Jesus is the only way. Write it down. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 and 6, and 12 and 13. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given by men, given to men, by which we must be saved. No name, no name, no name. Call it anything. You cannot be saved by it. Verse 13 says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled people, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that they, these men had been with who? Jesus. It makes the difference in your intelligence and wisdom. Intelligence questions, I will talk to you about it. Really tomorrow I think we are going to be looking into cognitive reasoning. And I will show you the origin of cognitive reasoning. Cognitive reasoning. Let me say this to you. Number eight. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. Jesus answered, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. Then he qualified it by saying, No one comes to the Father except through me. Equation ended. Finito. <laughs> hey, no wonder. The book of Philippians says this. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 10. Really from verse 9 to 10. Therefore God exalted Jesus to the highest place. And gave him the name that is above all names. That at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. Every knee will bow. Every knee must bow. In heaven on earth, under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Let me tell you the implication of this. Anyone listening to me and you believe in one religion, this is your religion of your father, this is the religion of the people and stuff, let me tell you, a day is coming that every knee you will see, nobody will tell you, your knee will break down and bow by force. Because when you are out of your body, when the Lord Jesus will sit at the judgment seat, there are people who will bow their knees voluntarily because they worship Him when they were on earth. But others, 
The eyes you will see is the eyes of the lion that judges, that goes for his prey. That will not look back until he devours his prey. That is the eye that is full of wrath and anger to those who do not believe him on earth, who do not receive him. And when they see that terror coming out of his eyes, their knees will quake. They will bend their faces down and begin to shout his lordship, but it's too late. It's too late. So now you better accept him as your Lord and Savior. Every knee must bow. Finally, you, write this down. You have been given the same fullness. You know, in Christ is fullness of God in the bodily form. And you have been given the fullness. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 to 10. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in the bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ who is the head of all principalities and powers. King James said, all powers and authority. Within tomorrow and next tomorrow we'll be looking at powers and authorities. From the business point of view and then from the scriptural point of view. I introduce you to the principle of partnership and soul traitorship and help you understand how it began from God from Genesis and talk to you about how in God you look at this soul traitorship of God, partnership of God, and then we are looking at the limited liability organizations and then we are seeing the, 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 the differences, the distinction between limited liability to limited liability partnership to, you know, I'm talking about limited liability by shares, I'm talking about, you know, ordinary partnership and then social traitorship. So that you and I can understand, we are looking at the authorities and, and powers. Because these things came from the Bible, it came from God's relationship with angels, with his, with his elders in heaven, and God's relationship, Jesus' relationship with his apostles and with the church up till now. It is, more, it is the extreme of PLC, a company that have lasted 2,000 years. And you will be able to know where you are, who you are in authority. That is what is called actual authority, which everybody who is a director of a company carry. Anywhere they go, what they say is the company. If they're speaking as related to the company, so are you. Anywhere you go, he says at the name of Jesus, every niece. When you tell a name, bow in the name of Jesus, you are acting on actual authority. Who is responsible? Your company. And that is the Lord himself. Jehovah's about. Ephesians 2, 6 to 7. Why and how did this happen? It says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realm. We share in the parliament of heaven. Everyone born again. In Christ Jesus. Once you are born again, you are raised up. In order that in the coming ages you might show incomparable riches of his grace. You remember we started by grace. He's full of grace and truth. Expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. God is so kind. <clears throat> Jesus is so graceful. He did not carry rot in him when he came to the world. He came with grace and truth. And anybody who believes in him, as Jesus resurrected, the moment you accept him, you have been raised up with him, you are seated with him in the right hand of God. That is the reason why the authority in your lips and my lips is as God speaking. Actual authority. It's authentic. Look at what it says. Ephesians 2, 9, 8 and 9. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. Hello? But let me tell you, where did it come from? And this is not from yourself. Salvation didn't come from you. 
<laughs> you know, I make my decision to, to accept Jesus. No, he, he, he gave you that decision. He helped that decision. He influenced that decision. Look at And this is not from, from yourself. It is, it is the gift of God. Not by work. So that no man can boast. Listen to this. It's the gift of God. See yourself fortunate. Count yourself fortunate. What a fortunate being you are. You can create. You can eliminate. You can uproot. You can establish by using your actual authority. Whatever you say. Jesus said whatever you decree on earth. What we bind on earth is bind in heaven because we bind it on earth. And what we lose on earth is losing heaven because we lose it on earth. Why? We are acting in our capacity as a member of the boardroom of Jesus Christ. Because we are seated with him in the heavenly places in the right hand of the Father. That is the highest office. That is the office Lucifer saw. And he said, and I will arise and I will raise my, myself above the clouds and I will be like the most high God. But that's it. God will retain it for you and I who believe in him, not for the devil and demons. And so he was kicked out. Listen to me. Finally, God is working on you. God is working on you. That is the reason for this meeting. This week, God is working it out. He is working on you and I. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ to do good works. Every good work that God created you to do, you will do them on earth. Nothing will stop you from the good works of God. Some of you, your good work is in industry. Some of you, your good work is in, is in, is in your field of career. <clears throat> and some, the good work is in being called to ministry. God created you to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. Let's stand upon our feet. Lift up your voice. I'm going to thank God for this hour. Thank God for the privilege and the honor you have received. Thank God for this un- 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 privilege that you have received. For what God has done for you and I today. <clears throat> for the revelation of his word. Come on, lift up your voice and give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Inside you is Jesus. Inside you is the Father. Inside you is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If you open for me, I and my Father will come in and dwell with you. We will make our dwelling with you. Oh Lord, I want you to give God a hearty praise, a hearty thank you. Lord, we exalt you. What a powerful man, what a powerful woman you are. When I look at you, I see God power standing all over the place. People God has ordained to shake the foundations of the earth by demonstrating the God inside you. You receive unction today, Christ with Tabernacle. Amen. Let's stand up together, please. Um, I want to just acknowledge that I received the uh, revelations that God has given to some of you who have written me. Uh, make sure you keep those revelations because the Lord said He will open. He has opened our eyes since yesterday, sight, all the five senses of the prophetic. That's what God dealt with yesterday. And I said to you, have encounters on your dreams. Now, for you to experience it, you must put your heart in it. If since I said it, you didn't put your heart in it, no, that's why you didn't get nothing. You must put your heart in prophetic and expect it, and pray for it, and then you will see things 
they, 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 one of the revelations was profound, very, very profound. It's a, part of it is a vision of what God would do in the meeting which He did do it. And so, anything you receive, just when you go to bed, your last communication should be with the Lord. I told you that, that's what I do. When I tell my wife good night, then I kneel down. My wife will not be the last one I will talk to before I sleep. I tell her good night, then I kneel down and speak to the Lord Himself. And that should be your practice. And when I wake up in the morning, I don't greet her good morning until I've knelt down and spoken to the Lord. And it's a good practice. I would together now. And you expect a revelation about your life, your future. That's what God is zooming into. Shall I read this unto you? Lift, stretch your hands before the Lord. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May he hear your cry from on high. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your bond offerings. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when you are victorious and we lift up our banner in the name of the Lord our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God who revealed himself in Bethel as the God of Bethel, the one who said unto Abraham, I'm the God Almighty, nothing is difficult for me. The one who called water wine and it was so. May you see his trace in your life as you depart from this place tonight. May he reveal himself to you all the days of your life. And may he grant all the requests of your heart. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we pray. May he be unto us according to our confession. God bless you.